I didn't listen to whatever Fletch put in the feed last week that was called Vote Kusatsu. He didn't even he didn't even make the fucking pun common ride to the polls. (laughs) And I feel like that was right there on the table. I was kind of upset. I might go in this one this week then, because you just made it. Yeah, Yeah. Fletch, just to like cut that out of context and throw that in there. (laughs) I know we talked about this already. Hello and welcome to Journey Through the DecaCast, a Conrader retrospective through the lens of Decade, where I am Shane Garrett. I'm Evan. And I'm Chris. And this week we watched some Ryuki, namely episodes 11 and 12 of Ryuki, which are titled um, The Mysterious Empty Train and Ren, last name's Lover. Akiyama. Yeah, I was, I was going to let one of you pronounce it because I can't pronounce worth a damn. Eh, it's fine. It's um, not, th- thankfully, that is one of the more easy, easily pronounceable Japanese names. Yeah. I did I, not watch these episodes as closely as I should have because I got off on a huge tangent of researching death game based tropes and media <laughs> while I was trying to watch the episode. <laughs> Is it so I guess Ryuki's kind of a death game. In a little bit, yeah. I mean, I mean it definitely is. is. Uh there was like a paper in Mechademia a few years ago where they like postulated something about a trend uh of like survival fiction in early 2000s media based on like the declining economy and the post 9-11 zeitgeist but yeah it was a bit of a stretch but there was a lot of media like that at the time i could see that i don't know if i have it on air yet but like someone on the interwebs and i think it might also be like just like for real documented somewhere but like madoka is like heavily like either like based on inspired by or whatever of ryuki really yeah that's not terribly surprising though madoka does do that like it's about all of human history thing that i ryuki doesn't seem like it's going there just yet but it could i guess well (laughs) we might we might go over it later when we get to the end it definitely has spoiler stuff for like characters we haven't seen yet and uh, the further characters go on, but we might we might go through that in a later episode for funsies. Uh, one thing that occurred, uh, okay, while I was di- doing some of this research, it occurred to me that while we were talking, uh, the 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 article I read did also uh, think that a lot of this started with battle royale. But what occurred to me was that I did not bring up Highlander when we had described this Highlander. previously, which is like the most direct reference. And, like, they did an anime about it, so clearly someone in Japan had seen it. (laughs) Yeah, I can totally see this being tied to Highlander. Do you know what's good, though? Battle Royale. I mean, Highlander's pretty cool, too. I mean, the second Battle Royale isn't good. Like, I'll give you that, but, like... The second Highlander isn't good either. I mean, presumably. It's, like, one of those legendarily bad sequels. God, I didn't even realize you were talking about the movie. I thought you were talking about like the genre in general, and I'm like, Ooh. no, no, like the movie, the movie where where they put the kids on the island and they kill each other, and and one dude gets like a pot lid for his wait, like item. Wait, which one did you not realize you were specifically talking about, Battle Royale or Highlander? 
I did not realize we were speci- Garrett was specifically talking about oh, Battle okay. Royale, the movie. Right, right, right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the like manga came out in, two th- in what, 99? Or was that when the movie came out? We looked this up before. Uh, I'm not sure. I have the novel somewhere. It's a thick novel. Yeah. Also, The Running Man, with uh, both the Stephen King novella and the Schwarzenegger movie based on it. That's really weird that that's a Stephen King thing. Um, actually, Stephen King didn't write The Running Man. Richard Bachman did. (laughs) Uh, King's got a lot more range than people typically associate with him, but... That that is what happens when you follow his own when he follows his own policy of sit down and write every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I, I've seen Maximum Overdrive the movie. I know how he works. <laughs> Isn't is that the one with the killer truck? Yeah. Okay. That's I've also the one that. he. I think like he like director had like some high some like high profile thing on it and just just like on drugs a majority of it. Garrett, that director was Stephen King. <laughs> oh, Jesus, not terribly surprising. There's, like, a manga, I'm pretty sure it's, like, by some American, or it's, like, written by some American author called Max... Hang on, one second, continue talking. ...called Maximum Overdrive, that I was like, wait a minute, this isn't related to that Stephen King thing with the killer truck at all, is it? I mean, I assume it's not. Oh my god. Nine nine. I'm looking, is this the Steve, oh wait, no, Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive? The one with the goblin-faced truck? Yeah, it's, like, got the green goblin on it. Yeah, apparently that is... It is tied to Stephen King, because I just looked that up, and yeah, it's on on the front of the... On, on the old Maximum Overdrive cover that was originally from March 19th, way, way back. It Jesus, is are we Stephen still on this King's Maximum Overdrive tangent? Maximum Overdrive. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I remembered the name wrong. The, the manga I'm thinking of is called Maximum Ride. I just always conflated it in my mind with Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, yeah, no, that's... Okay, no, that one is definitely not tied to uh, Stephen King. I've read a bit of that one. That's about weird-winged humans being uh, hunted by the government. All right, so, Soryuki. Ryuki continues just to be a like good show. Shift us back on over. You know, I I didn't look it up. Maybe, maybe you did, Evan, when you were looking at it. Did um did our boy Inoue do these episodes too? I <laughs> did not actually look that up, but I can pull that up really quick. Nope, nope, that's the wrong one. Like, I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't. Let's see. Yeah, Calvary. it's it's very. Oh no! Surprisingly, not. He didn't. It's someone else, written by um, Yazuko Kobayashi. Good job. Good job, Miss. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We, we looked. We looked at her. her yeah, um, she was like the uh, credentials is, before. Isn't she the one who's like the main writer for like the whole show, but she doesn't do the scripting? Yeah. Well, she did these episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does a lot of good stuff. Oh, she, yeah, yeah, Ryuka, Ryuki, Deno, and O's are the the ones where she's the head writer. So. And she also worked on Amazons, so that's yeah. fun. And, and Decade. 
cool. Yeah, we, we talked about this before when I brought up that Ryuki and Amazons have a lot of the similar theming. Yeah. Yeah, we oh, talked but... about this when we were talking about when this show was good. <laughs> <laughs> like now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this this show introduce an as introduces an amnesia subplot that, that doesn't, doesn't feel suck. trite. I mean, it does it, it it does feel a little bit contrived at the beginning, but I was kind of like, oh, okay, I guess it's just gonna be like a way to introduce his backstory for this one episode, so that's fine, I guess. Yeah, they they gave a very simple. <laughs> oh yeah, this is he's only lost. It's not like oh he's forgotten everything. Oh no, it's no he's lost the last year's worth of stuff where he's been doing, common writer night stuff. And oh yeah, it'll come back eventually. He explode. Well, okay, so the previous episode where common writer Zolda blew the blew up the shit out of them has apparently resulted in no injuries for Shinji and. And uh, Ren just having some slight amnesia. So. Shinji didn't hit his head. Yeah. You, there's the very prominent wound on the front of Ren's head that is there for the entire time, right up until he loses his am- until the amnesia heals itself, and then the wound is mysteriously gone. I don't know if I'm annoyed about that extremely on-the-nose visual coding or not. I mean, <laughs> I guess... It's set, for me, it's set in a way of like, okay, yeah, that it, like, it's a way, like, they didn't bring attention to the wound. I just kind of noticed it. It's not like magic or anything. It's just a weird way for the, uh, like, the show to tell us, like, he's still, he's still injured from the thing. You know, the thing that happened. (laughs) That you saw. And that injury is to his brain. I just kind of appreciate that, like... They put in, like, the minimum amount of work for, for doing, like, a show-don't-tell reasoning. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's not too big a deal. Uh, mostly, I was, uh... I, I felt kind of disappointed, because they introduce in this episode this cool, uh... Like, a monster that's so fast it keeps, like, eats an entire train car of people in, like, a split second. And then gets kind of beaten, like, with no real problem. So, that was a little disappointing. I what thought. are you talking about, Chris? Like, didn't you see how good boomerangs were? <laughs> okay, boomerangs <laughs> are awesome. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I, it... I've now just decided, like, if, if I'm ever a writer, I want my weapon to be a boomerang, because it seems really good. <laughs> but, but for it being introduced with, like, flash-like speed, then to have its big power be, it has a boomerang. <laughs> I, I mean... mean... I mean, is that just, like, a deliberate reference to Captain Boomerang? I know it's not, but I feel like that was a good joke. I've... Maybe maybe the boomerang is just really fast. <laughs> He's got a wicked throwing arm. I mean, he does, like, knock away Ryuki's sword with it. He does. Man, if there had been a scene of him, like, throwing the boomerang out of mirrors, and it, like, pulled people back into the mirror world like it was the Zelda boomerang, and he was catching them like rupees, that would have been That'd amazing. Be, that would be very, very good, yeah. <laughs> That's not what happens, though. <laughs> no. No, it's just people disappearing off the train, which is where we get the title for our episode 11. Yeah. Uh, I do this... like the... There's a bit that happens early on in this episode... Where, um, oh, the the reporter lady, I forget her name. Reiko. Reiko. Re- uh, Reiko's like, well, man, that Lori guy sure was a dickbag. I hate him. Uh, let's, let's stop talking about him because he sucks. 
I did find this cute story about someone mysteriously sponsoring a life-saving uh, surgery, though, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh. Uh, Let's find that guy and interview him. Yeah, mm. I was like, that's that's cute. That's cute. And she puts him on her blacklist. Yeah, I wonder I, if that's going to come to anything. I was a little unclear on what Reiko's blacklist does or means. I mean... Is it just people she doesn't like? Do you think Shinji's in there? <laughs> Probably not, because her annoyance her annoyance towards him feels more like the familial big sister. My god, my brother my younger brother is an idiot. I hate him. She doesn't seem to think Shinji's a bad person, so. Yeah, not entirely. Just a little dumb. Dumb. Just a yeah. just a little dumb. A schmuck. That's a good word for him. Uh, okay, so, yeah, episode 11 is, as we said, opens up with the end of the fight, and them getting blasted out, and Ren getting amnesia, which I guess they went to the hospital at some point? Yeah, that was something. Because it get just kind of... The, they get blasted out, and Yuri runs up to them, or Yui runs up to him, and is like, oh, hey guys, are you Okay. And Ren doesn't recognize him, just kind of tries to stagger off. But I must remember. Gotta remember. He keeps having painful happenings where he gets flashes of memory that don't really coagulate until the end of the episodes. Uh, yeah, his main thing throughout this episode is going to be like... He just meets people who know him, and I do find it kind of extremely funny that everyone he knows thinks his attitude is really annoying and affected. And it's like, why are you always trying to seem so cool? Stop it's being e annoying. It's either people that he has pissed off before, or people that he meets for the first time and get pissed off because he's just kind of a jerk. <laughs> it's very good. The only thing I really want to comment on all of those shenanigans is the song in the pool hall was pretty dope. It was. I'm just like, that's that's some J-pop, and I don't know what it is, but I like it. <laughs> uh, so after they, well, the, the trio makes their way back to the coffee shop, and we get to see a shot of Ren resting upstairs uh, while... Yui, Shinji, and Ant are talking about, oh, well, he's got amnesia, but the doctor said he'll get better at some point. And the ant is even complaining that, man, really sucks. That he gave me a he gave me a stink eye and he you know, when someone's sick, you kinda want them to be a bit cuter so that they're a little they want to be a little easier to take care of. He's 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 going to be a guy that's going to be a pain in the ass to take care of. And, oh, hey, look at that. He got out of his bed and is getting on his motorcycle to go Shock. drive off. Surprise. Aw. Uh, yeah. Bren makes things difficult for people by not sharing information with them. That's new and different. I mean, it shows that he's just always been an asshole. It does. Yep. Uh, so Shinji goes out and is like, hey, man, what... Where are you going? What do you, you you should really be resting in bed. I, if you're leaving, you know, someone's got to watch you. you. You've got amnesia. We can't just leave you alone. No, shut up. 
even if I've, I got, I got to go to places that I can, that I have memories of to see if I can retrace my steps and get back my memory, which is, if I remember correctly, is a actual way to try and rejog someone's memory that has gotten short-term amnesia. That it, sounds about right. It doesn't I was just gonna seem do the... like a bad idea. It's just, why is he being so difficult about it? Cause because he's Ren's, because <laughs> Ren's just a difficult person. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to do the cat's memories. Memory, turn your face to the moonlight. Yeah, and Shinji even makes a comment of, damn, Ren, can, you know, with everything that happened, you're, and you're getting amnesia. You're still acting like a cocky asshole. Guess I better follow you. Shinji uh, might be too good for his own good. A little bit, yeah. Uh, and now I'm just, just okay. Hold on, I'm having an existential crisis about. I think the last movie I saw in a theater might have been Cats. <laughs> the new one. Mine was Sonic the Hedgehog. Mine was also Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Do you know Sonic the Hedgehog is on track to be the highest-grossing superhero film this year? That what, what the <laughs> fuck do you mean superhero film? This is um, not a superhero film. Well, uh, well, it is. No, there's no superhero. It's it's Sonic. Sonic isn't a superhero. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Uh. <laughs> oh, they're going to release that Snyder Cut any day now, and it's going to be amazing. Did you Snyder. hear that they're putting Jared Leto's Joker into it? Man, because yeah, what this about movie that. that failed the first time needed was terrible things that everybody hated from totally other movies. So, from what I know about DC films, there's only two good ones, and it's apparently Aquaman and Shazam. Well, then you also have the animated ones, or are you talking about full-length? I'm talking talking about, like, DCU. Like, DC Cinematic Universe. Okay, yeah. Like, Wonder Woman was okay, but, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, I I heard Wonder Woman was good, too. Yeah, Shazam and, and Aquaman are, like, both genuinely different and interesting. Aquaman is good. Also, it has Black Manta, who is the best villain ever. Black From Manta's what entire... I hear, that is true. Black Manta yeah. is just, fuck you, Aquaman. Yeah. Do you Aquaman have any other his... reason? Aquaman no, let his you, dad Aquaman. die. He, like, very specifically let his dad die. He's got a good reason to hate him. I mean, his dad kind of was, I think, like, not a good person and doing not great things. But well, yeah. yeah, but still. No, yeah, it was literally just watch in front of him, please save my dad. No, and he just leaves. <laughs> Which, like, fair, but you know. It's like okay. one of those things where it's like both motivations make sense in the situation. Yep. God, side tangent. My favorite story of Black Manta is Aquaman had died at some point in a comic series and Black you have Manta. 100% told this on air because I, I, I think shit. I remember because you're going to say Aquaman died and then Black Manta got like married and had kids and then he found out Aquaman was alive so he killed all of them to go after Aquaman again he he killed them all and burned down the food st- food stand he had started yes <laughs> Man, <laughs> always money at the banana Manta. stand fucking oh, wait. respect <laughs> villain respect it's like oh my my, my arch nemesis is alive? Well, better I, get back on the horse. I saw a thing the other day where, like, 
apparently someone working on Aquaman 2, I don't know if it was like in production or direction, was like, the second movie is going to be more realistic and gritty. And I was like, why? No one, literally no one wants that. You want realistic and gritty? Go uh, go read the fucking The Boys. Don't watch it. Go read it. You you is, you is don't start out with the uh, you, your first no. movie had an octopus that played the drums, and uh, you don't you don't. No one wants a realistic and gritty sequel. Don't e- no. Ev- everything I've heard about the boys anim- the boys TV show is that it's fine, but it doesn't it it. It glosses over some stuff that the comic does that you can't really do in, like, an Amazon original movie unless you wanted to rate it NC-17. It's... The comic's nuts. Gotcha. Common Rider. (laughs) (laughs) We're still talking about superheroes, but Common Rider. So we get, like, a montage of, like, of Ren going to places... And Shinji, like, covering for him when he's about to get beat up or whatever. Yeah. Because everywhere he goes, there's someone that's like, oh, you came back here, you asshole. Well, fuck you. (laughs) And Ren's response is just, anyone who tries to start shit like that isn't worth listening to, so, you know, fuck them. Which I guess I can understand that position. It just doesn't sound like a good one. Yeah, I mean... No one said Ren was good. No, not really. Yeah, he goes to like a a pool place, and then he ends up somewhere else that I immediately can't remember. Uh, Is it just like the dumpster place next? Yeah, I think so. Like, like, where they actually are doesn't matter too much. It's just them wandering around. Uh, While this is going on, uh, Yui has just left the shop uh, to go visit Seimei Medical School, which is where her brother, I guess, was a student, or he worked there under a professor. doing a thesis or something. Yeah. I mean, it seemed I, I, like he was doing, like, he was part of a lab, so I'm guessing he was doing graduate work. Yeah, it, it's, the impression I got is that he was a graduate student. Um, and we In get the, the fairy fun... magical card decks department. <laughs> uh, we get a fun little scene of Ant coming back down and realizing Yui has gone. And it's like, oh, well, I guess this will be fine. You know, it, it kind of sucks that, you know, right when we're about to open, all my workers have disappeared, but... It should be okay, and then the door opens, and just all the customers ever start streaming in. I had no idea the cafe was this popular. Me either. Mood. Um, back at the Ore Journal. Oh yeah, this is where Reiko is complaining about lawyer and puts him on her blacklist, and is gives the implication that she's going to try and set him up somehow for daring to come at one of the members of Ore Journal, which is why I don't think she hates Shinji, because it's like, uh, even if she has an antagonistic relationship with him, she he is still one of us, in the sense of he's part of Ore Journal, so he needs to be kind of protected. Yeah, that's fair. I do like how she just like tries to pawn it off at first. She's just like, that sounds like a Shinji article. Yeah... <laughs> And I'm like, mood. 
Yeah, and then we get a little bit, a little scene of uh, the the weird happenstance for this time, where there's a guy on a train who is looking at a, another guy who's been listening to music very loudly on his headphones and is kind of like, oh, God, can you turn that down a little bit? You know, he's not saying anything, but he's giving the impression of, oh, can you turn that down a little bit? And then the headphones just fall, and the guy who's reading a book look up, and everyone on the train is gone! Oh! oh. Is, um, is that guy, like, one of the lab workers that runs into UA later? I'm bad with faces. I don't think so. I don't okay. think it's the guy that UA, or, yeah, that UE talks to later. I think it's just some guy. Okay. Who got lucky because he's bending over, so the boomerang didn't catch him and pull him into the mirror. Oh, that that's our that's our canon theory, huh? That's my yeah. That, I'm uh, yep. That's my theory. <laughs> Clearly, the only thing that could travel fast enough is an amazing boomerang. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have Ren and Shinji getting to the pool hall, and it is it is a very interesting thing of like all the times that Ren is getting into trouble and starting shit. Shinji is the one that comes in and deals with the problem while Ren just goes off and does other things. Whether yeah. it's like trying to play pool when he ha literally has no idea what he's doing or getting beat up later. He should consider that he's maybe being too nice. A little bit. A little bit. Though I can understand it is, oh, he's got, he's got amnesia. I need to take care of him. Well, Ren has been covering for him a few times in the show up until this point. So it's kind of like he's returning the favor. Yeah. I guess that's true. And I get I get the feeling we're finally getting to the point that Ren, like, especially at the close to the end of 12, well, close to the end of this episode and further into 12, that Ren is actually starting to consider Shinji, like, somewhat of a friend instead of just an annoyance that hangs around. Maybe, but... Ren still has to kill him in the end. Oh, yeah. Ooh, except he so probably angsty. doesn't. So, as Yui, we get a shot of Yui arriving at Seimei. Uh, they, it then cuts back to Ore Journal, where they get the tip from the guy who saw all the people disappear on the train. It's like, hey, you might want to look into this, because the police aren't taking it seriously. Which, I... I'm having trouble believing that the police wouldn't understand like oh we had all these people get onto the train at this stop and then none of them got off at the next stop where did they go like it had to have been at least like 30 to 40 people i am like i think it would be interesting if they went in the direction of like okay there are massive numbers of people disappearing and the police just keep asking like it's not a thing um like are they in on it That'd be interesting. I don't know. I don't think they're going to go there. I think the police are just incompetent in the show, but... Yeah, it's probably... Until, it until a couple years ago, I probably would have said they were implausibly incompetent, but that's impossible now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Apocalypse fiction is so silly. People wouldn't be this dumb in face of a war... Of a terrible horrible worldwide catastrophe 2020 Our, happens oh r slash a boring dystopia yeah a little bit 
Um, I'm not even gonna tangent about how like how cyberpunk doesn't seem like it's gonna be good anymore. <laughs> yeah, I was bit. excited for that game, and then they just keep releasing things, and I'm like, no, please, please, no, no, just stop, just shut up, just put the game out, please. Oh yeah, yeah, I was gonna kind of give him a chance because like I'm not like dark fantasy, like kind of just wards me off a little bit in general so i was kind of like i love cyberpunk stuff maybe i'll give him a shot on this one since witcher wasn't really for me but then they keep saying shitty things yeah it's not great and then they keep trying to add like twitch people in there i'm like no you you had keanu just stop there you can't you can't like up that (laughs) yeah you can't go bigger than the cyberpunk guy like literally (laughs) okay he's not like i mean i guess they could add william gibson in there but other than, like, including the guy who wrote, like, the Codifier, no one is more cyberpunk than the guy who played Neo. A little bit. You mean the guy who played Johnny Mnemonic? <laughs> Garrett. <laughs> yes, yes, Chris? I mean, yes. in terms of relevance, not in terms of primacy. Exactly. I, I, so the guy I, who played Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah, I, I, f- I feel like I feel like Johnny Mnemonic might be more cyberpunk than The Matrix. Well, okay, maybe, but more people have seen The Matrix. No, yeah, I agree with that, but... Oh, man, you want to hear a hot cyberpunk take? Sure. Cause I don't I, know. I, I will never forget this, since something led me to look it up one time. Um, But there there is an argument that apparently The Handmaiden's Tale is cyberpunk. Mm, I mean, I could see it. Like, yeah, you know. no, I can see that. In the sense that, like, 1984 is, like, kind of cyberpunkish, and The Handmaid's Tale is, like, very similar, just, you know, more focused on gender issues. I I feel like it's missing the cyber in in the cyberpunk. I'm not sure I completely agree with it, but I can see how the argument is made. Okay. I mean, well, for a long time there, uh, like, I would see people come up with, like, biopunk or, you know, all that stuff. There was that joke about Dishonored being whale punk, because, like, literally everything in the setting is based around whales. Isn't Dishonored just steampunk, though? Yes. Right, but some people have a weird aversion to steampunk, so they can't call it that. Which I suspect might be because girls like steampunk, but, you know, hey, didn't hear that from me. I'll be that guy. Steampunk is rooted in a lot of incredibly racist Victorian tropes by and large, and tends to have more than a few things that throw back to colonialism and or a lot of World War I-era German warship in ways that inhabit the sort of, you know how you might know that guy who has runes tattooed on him and you're like, did he like Thor or is he a white supremacist? Steampunk has a lot of that energy. Seriously, look at the artwork and the massive creators sometime. It's not a ladies thing. But don't... I, I assume girls like cyberpunk, too. I mean, yeah. Probably. It's the, just, but Hot take, don't gatekeep. Though. Yeah, don't... Gatekeeping is bad, that's true. Don't gatekeep uh, Kamen Rider. Who's doing? No one's gatekeeping Common Rider because no one like really cares about Common Rider. Oh, that Chris, much, right? you poor innocent soul who doesn't look at Twitter. 
Oh. That's because Twitter is a cesspool. Maybe I don't follow Common Rider Twitter enough. I think I only follow like one or two people who post about Common Rider outside of outside of merchandise accounts. You know, maybe you should keep it that way. That's that's my hot take recommendation for Chris. <laughs> Probably. So back with the uh, episodes of Common Rider. Oh yeah, those. Yeah. Yui has it. Yui is at the medical school trying to look into what the, her brother was doing at the school before his disappearance, but is getting blown off by anybody that knew him or worked there. Like, rather brusquely, it's very obvious it's not a I don't know anything, it's a I don't want to talk about it and you're not going to get it out of me. Yeah, yeah. Like, she talks to a guy who clearly knows something sinister went on with her brother, but it's just like, oh, I'm not going to tell you. And so He's even this... like, oh, everyone either left or... Uh, or just isn't here anymore for no reason. And she's like, um, what's up with that very obvious they died alternative you slipped no, in? No, no, sorry, there? sorry, I, I got work to do, sorry, okay, bye. He's like, I am not going to elaborate on that hint that I just gave you. Sorry, I'm tenured, bye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she does the smart thing and goes to the records department. Um, but oddly enough, they have no record that he ever worked there at all. Or well, I was think she was looking there? for she was looking for his papers and they couldn't find him. Oh. Huh. Okay. That is. So like all his work that makes was like sense. erased. Uh. So instead, she picks up like a yearbook slash history book of the last forty years and begins to look through that. Um. We then go back to another quick scene of Ren and Shinji wandering around and. Shinji going like, hey, you know, considering how many people kind of want to beat the shit out of you when you just show up, maybe just wa randomly wandering around isn't the best of idea. Maybe you should just, like, chill, you know? And Rin's like, fuck you, I have never chilled, and I will never chill. Pretty much. Uh, we get then Reiko investigating the train. Um, before she finds an empty train car, but then a man kind of collapses off from off, collapses into the center of the aisle from off screen, which I think maybe is him coming out of the mirror dimension. That was, uh, yeah, that's what I thought was implied. Um, and we learn later that this is Professor Ejima, who was working with Yui's brother, but not for a little while yet. And he's, he is in a very, very rumpled suit. And is just kind of commenting over and over about how it isn't his fault. I have to run away. I, I, I can't stay here. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. He The train stops at one of the stations and he runs off. And Reiko's just like, oh man, that's weird. Oh well, better stay on the train then. Um, and then the same thing happens to her that happened to the guy earlier. Where she sits down in her seat. And there are some uh, high school girls talking very very loudly next to her she looks down into her bag she hear and there is the uh there's the mirror, mirror sound the mirror noise a compact that they're like yeah one of them is like looking in a compact and uh it yeah she hears it fall to the ground and is like huh where did they go and looks up and oh no everyone on the train is gone again except for reiko that's so weird and at this very moment apparently uh, Shinji and Ren 
who have been running away from another group of guys that were trying to accost Ren stop at the train overpass that the train is going over at that moment. So they hear the mirror noise, which Ren doesn't understand what it is. Because, um, you know, amnesia. So Shinji's like, hey, you keep go looking for your memories. I'll go deal with this. So he transforms and goes into the mirror world. And this triggers Ren to remember Kanzaki giving him the card deck and contracting with Darkwing. Yeah. What what sort of monster is this? It's got an interesting design. Like I said, I was uh, a little disappointed when I thought it was going to be super fast and it wasn't. A boomerang man. <laughs> yeah, I'm not entirely sure. It, it, it is a boomer kawanger. <laughs> yes. Oh, hang on. It's either a Xenobiter or a Terabiter. Hmm. <laughs> uh, it is a it is a Xenobiter because it, this one is blue. the The pink one is a Terabiter. Yes. Okay. So it and starts coming after Shinji with his boomerang sword thingy. Yeah, they're they're Longhorn Beetle mirror monsters. Oh. Okay. If you wanted to know. Makes sense. And uh, so Shinji is you know kind of scrambling for a minute and eventually gets up and tries to call down his sword, and the monster just boomerangs the sword out of the air before it can fall into Shinji's hand. She's very, like, very good. What? You're cheating! That's against the rules! You have to stop and let me power up. <laughs> uh, but Shinji then uses this to his advantage later, because he then tries to do... Uh, the st- uh, strike vent. Strike vent, and yeah. while the monster is knocking that away, he gets his sword. Yeah, he he calls in a shield, I think, is what he's doing. That's the strike vent, so it's a oh, fisty thing. Yeah, it's the, the fist weapon. Yeah, he calls in the fist weapon, the monster does the thing where he's like, ah, oh, knock it away. It's like, ah, pick up sword now. Yep. The other one is a guard vent. Right. Uh, so while he's fighting the beetle... Uh, Yui is able to find a picture of her brother in the yearbook um, under the under a picture of a name of a group that worked at the Ejima Laboratory. Uh, and in that picture, we learn that it, we also see the guy that Reiko met on the train, who is Professor Ejima, who we get it cuts to him and he's been staggering around, continuing to go. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. But now we see that he is also holding the seal card in his hand that Yui tried to give to Shinji, one of them, way, way back in the beginning. Yes, for those of you that don't remember, the seal card is separate from the contract card. The seal card just um, pushes the monsters away. Makes them afraid. Yeah, it makes like an anti-monster force field. Uh, And we see that he is being stalked by the Terabiter. Yes. Um, and the episode ends with a short scene of Ren again rem- seeing the memory of being given the card deck and Eri and saying, him hearing Eri, his fiance slash wife slash girlfriend, whatever, saying that she'd be waiting for him. And a uh, short scene of Shinji destroying the Xenobiter, which he does very easily. Like, he has a bit of trouble at first, and then it's like, nope, I got it, okay, goodbye. Yeah, once he gets a sword, he he, he wins. Yeah, I thought this monster was going to be more trouble, since they, like, set it up with the spooky 
murdering a whole train car full of people thing. Yep, he but just then... kind of final vents it and it blows up. Yeah. Alright, then we go on to episode 12, which again is Ren Akiyama's lover. You learn more about it's, Ren's it's history. Man. That's uh, who it is. Yep, it airy. Man, I, I think our skip in a week uh, got us like more built up to talk because we're going real long today. A little bit. Also, you know, divergent discussions. You talking about things that aren't common Rider. So this opens with another scene of, or a repeat scene of Shinji destroying the mirror monster. And Ren remembering Arian getting his card deck. At this point, Ren, I guess, figures out, I, f- I forget exactly how, but he remembers that Ari worked at Seimei Medical School, I guess was doing graduate student stuff as well. Yeah, well, it seemed like she's possibly a student, question mark? Yeah, actually, she may not, she may be an undergrad. <laughs> she's working on her senior thesis or something. Yeah. And she's being, she was part of, we learned later, but she was part of Kanzaki's experiment. So I could see her, like, being, agreeing to be part of the laboratory for credit. And it's like, hey, just do this and we'll get you credit. <laughs> so, okay, sure. Oh, no! Mirror monsters. Like, I'll do anything for a recommendation and, you know, lab credits. Yep. Um, Would you so, be killed by a giant bat monster? How about uh, no? <laughs> she, she's not dead, though, I think. Wait, she isn't? Well, no. she's in a coma, because like, her, oh, her right, vitals right. are still there. Right, yeah. <laughs> she just got nasty vented. Yeah, I totally yeah. forgot about that. We see her not definitely not dead at the end of this one. Yeah. Um. So it's then Ren decides to go to Seimei. And Shinji's going to follow him. Uh, we see Professor Ejima repel the Terabiter with the seal card. It's like, okay, yeah, he'll he'll be safe as long as he has that. I'm sure that won't, nothing will happen to it. I was I was excited for a second. I'm like, ooh, this one's pink. Surely this is going to make a rider. Nope. <laughs> um, we then go to Reiko, who I... I at first thought she was talking to the police, but then I realized, no, she's not talking to the police. She's talking to, like, the train station attendants and is going to, like, hey, you know, people are disappearing. This is, are you going to do anything about that? And they're just, they are surprisingly blasé in their reactions of just like, eh, you know, I don't, people didn't, people didn't disappear. That's, that's impossible. You know. They just went somewhere else. Yeah, they're all doing the insensitive Japanese TV people like uh, we're just not gonna we're just not gonna worry about other people's problems thing. Yeah, it's not great. Eh, fair enough. It seems a little unrealistic, but whatever. I mean, it's um, a trope in Japanese TV no, shows. No, no, yeah, I, I realize that it's the trope, but it's like they just had. I guess 30-plus people just disappear from the train? I'm not disagreeing with you, Evan. I also find it slightly implausible that no one cares about a bunch of people mysteriously disappearing from locked rooms and moving trains and stuff. Yeah, it's... whatever. Um, they all just got off. Yeah. yeah they like, just they, got off they, and they, they didn't dis- notice. They decided to jump off the train before it got to the next station. Sure. Okay. 
Um, Yui, we got cut back to Yui, who is now asking the lady at the records department, hey, do you know anything about Edgema Laboratory? And she learns that, well, it used to be here. It was a bit before my time, but uh, they used to be here, but there was an accident, like a major accident that happened. And so it's been closed down, and everyone who worked at that lab has left the school. Yeah, that's, that's not suspicious at all. Nope. That seems pretty mysterious. Yeah. Uh... Then we have the most confusing of Ren's encounters with, I guess, assholes. I, I really like this one, because Shinji's like, how do you make enemies just by driving your motorcycle? Yeah, it's like, I, I had originally thought, like, oh, these people recognized Ren, and we're gonna, you know, have a problem with him. But the way they, they just... act towards him later kind of implies that, no, they just don't like his face? No, I mean, it was some of the people from before, so I assume they were just continuing to go after him. Oh, it was? Whatever. I did yeah. not even notice that it was Yeah, the one of the people. guys was the one that encountered him in, the in like, the back alley or whatever. Okay, I did not notice that. Uh, um, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think these, uh, it's like these people are having a drag race and Ren, like, interferes with it or something. Maybe. No, because the one of them confronts Ren previously before he's on his bike. Do they? Yeah. Okay. Huh. Oh well, yeah, I, I guess I guess that is how it happened. Oh no, the, they're they're just trying to pass Ren. Are you sure that they like knew him before this? Yeah, because no. the one of the guys in one of the cars was the one that confronted Ren previously. Uh, if you say so. I do say so. I will believe you. Okay. Thank you for uh, believing me. Uh, it's Nothing really happens up until Ren has to stop at a red light. And so they surround him, start giving him shit, and he, he like, dodged out of the way of them driving super erratically, and so they kind of scraped up against one another, and they're bitching about how Ren needs to pay for it now. But Shinji yeah. just drives up and he's like, hey, guys, hey, no, just we've been having like a really weird day. So maybe just let this go and gets Ren to like, hey, Ren, just, just fucking just, just leave because these guys won't listen to anything. Also, my 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 editor in chief is like he should be known by these guys. So it'll be fine. I was confused Which... about that. I was like, what the hell does the editor in chief do that? That Shinji thinks that his name is enough to like scare punks or whatever. I don't. Maybe I, like his uh, friend was like ex yakuza or something. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Oh, so, I, also, I, maybe I, these guys are different. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm I am. Looking at I'm it now. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. I it looks like it to me. I also think Shinji is just bullshitting. Yeah, in this situation, just like, like I don't, I don't think he actually believes that his editor-in-chief knows these guys because he gets Ren to drive off and the guys are like oh so you're gonna pay for our you're gonna pay for the uh, stuff in our uh, the damage in our cars I could also see Shinji and the editor hanging out and the guy being like I'm a legend in the underworld or whatever <laughs> and Shinji just being like oh yeah I mean I believe that <gasps> no, yeah, Shinji brings up his name 
And the guys, of course, have no idea who that is. And Shinji's like, oh, yeah, no, that makes sense you, that you wouldn't know. Uh, and so they begin to beat up Shinji. Uh, it, before Ren had driven off, Shinji was going, Shinji had told him, hey, man, maybe do something about that attitude of yours. Which causes him to remember Eri also, causes him to remember picking Eri up from the medical school. And even her going, hey, did you do anything about that attitude of yours? <laughs> so we learned, no, he didn't. No, he did not. He has always been this kind of dick. I mean, it seemed like he was trying to be nicer, but yeah. Then tragic fiancé backstory happened to him. Yeah. And we get in this flashback that they go to a beach. And Aerie is commenting that, you know, the, the feeling in the lab has been really weird lately. Uh, Kanzaki and Professor Ejima are, have been acting very odd and it's kind of frightening so hey you know tomorrow's my birthday could you come pick me up from there like an hour early or maybe even a half hour that would be really nice and Ren's just like nope I'm good I I got the feeling this was half teasing half serious yeah, because he intends sure. to do it. Yeah, um, you never know with him. Yeah, but then he, this continuing in this memory, he remember Ren remembers driving to pick her up, and that something happened when he went to pick her up, but he still doesn't fully remember what. We just get some flashes of Darkwing flying in the flying in an area, Kanzaki handing Ren a card deck, and windows being blown out. But he doesn't remember what exactly happened. Uh, back at Seimei Medical, Yui is copying a picture of the Ejima Laboratory members when one of the guys in the picture shows up and asks why she's copying the picture. Uh, and then realizes that, oh, this is your younger sister. Or this is the younger sister of Kanzaki. And he starts being really aggressive and wanting to ask her questions. You know, like, why would Kanzaki wreck the lab? What was going on? What what was that experiment he was doing? Yeah, and she's like, I have no idea. I was here to find out from you. It's like, I don't I don't know anything. Just, do you have any information? No, there's nothing that can be done. You know, Kanzaki practically killed one of the other members, and it was all for your sake. <gasps> and the only people who know about it are Kanzaki and Professor Ejima, and both men vanish after it. I'm like, why is he trying to guilt this random person that doesn't know what's happening because everybody's I, trying to guilt ua this episode yeah because it, it apparently whatever kanzaki was doing that caused this accident whatever experiment was what he was telling people it was for yui's sake and so because people are stupid and shitty and things went wrong they blame yui for it not you know the person who actually did the th wrong things i wasn't thinking about it that way but yeah that does actually make sense um, we then get to see Professor Ejima, who is still staggering around, um, and he almost gets run over by a bicycle, which uh, surprises him and knocks him against the railing over a river, and he drops the ceiling card. Oh no! That Nobody saw that coming. Um, before he just kind of runs off, begging out loud for Kanzaki to save him. We then go to Yui making her way into Research Building 2 to investigate the experiment room. 
Um, and she goes up to the door, and it's very obvious that someone, like, chained and locked up the door to be, it's like, no, don't come in here. Don't let the monsters out. But someone undid the lock, and I still don't know who. Maybe it was her brother. Maybe. Um, and in this room, there are mirrors everywhere, and all the windows are blown out. Um... Ren comes into the room, or Ren makes his way up to the room, having arrived at Seimei, uh, right after Yui, and we get to see his memory of him arriving the last time, which is he gets, it's Emmy is collapsing, and Darkwing is flapping around the room before Kenzaki hands him a card deck and asks, Ren, are you going, well, are you going to kill me, or are you going to keep fighting? So, So, my question to that is... Why not both? Yeah, why not both? Like, I get the feeling that it's... Nightwing did something... Nightwing. Darkwing did something to uh, Aerie. Um, He nasty vented her. Yes, he nasty vented her. Or something else. And Kanzaki was able to tell Ren at some point, Hey, if you win the common writer thing you'll get a wish and so ren is probably going to just try and wish to heal airy so do you guys think that the wish might actually be a thing or is just some made-up bullshit that oh i i i fully expect that it's a lie (laughs) yeah there seems to be no reason to think that kanzaki has the power to actually do anything helpful for anybody yeah, no, but what I, if it's the mirror's power? Uh, it the seemed like he was trying power. to research how to do that and never figured it out. Might be the, the idea. The, the problem is, is I have I when I was because I'm the one that did the synopsises for this week, and when I was looking up information for, of the like the titles on for these episodes, I, I read something that gives me s- some insight into what Kanzaki may be attempting because of where some of the episodes go later and some of the later common writers abilities. Um, but I'm not good. I'll talk about it off air. Cause it's, it's halfway spoilery. I'm still curious if we're going to see like mirror people, like in that one Zio episode, then that'd be neat. Like, is, uh, is he, was he trying to bring in a mirror version of their parents that were still together or something? We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Um, so after Ren finishes his uh, realization and gets rid of his amnesia and his wound heals, uh, Shinji shows up and he's real beat up because <laughs> you know he just let the I guess he just fought those guys for a little bit before they went off on their own. Yeah, they just took their anger out at him until they were done. He's been letting people mad at sh- at uh, Ren beat him up instead, so. For some um, reason. At this time, uh, Professor Ejima also enters the research building looking for Kanzaki. Uh, but because he no longer has the seal card, the monster mirror, the mirror monster mirror, the mirror monster that has been stalking him attacks him. But thankfully, he is close enough to uh, Ren and Shinji that they are able to hear it. Get so, the mirror noise. 
like kind of, but then he just dies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. It it felt like he died for narrative reasons instead of him actually being injured. He died to make Yue feel bad again. Yeah. It seemed like he had to die so that like the mystery could continue for longer. A little bit, because he was one of the two people that only knows what actually happened. And That's we're o- true. we're only twelve episodes in, so we can't fix this. We can't fix the mystery yet. Um, I, I mean, they could. They would just need yeah, they're not going to just end this plot line and introduce something way dumber to happen. This isn't Kiva. <laughs> you say that now. We'll it's see. It's not Kiva yet. <laughs> um. So yeah, Ren and Shinji chase the mirror monster into the mirror world and go fighting as back in the real world uh, Yui tries to help Professor Ejima who, yes, as Garrett said just kind of tries to make Yui feel bad by going oh, if it wasn't for you and then he dies (laughs) Uh, so Shinji and Ren are fighting the mirror monster we get another, they're not doing very well at all until Ren uses another nasty vent which stuns it long enough that they're able to dual final vent it nasty vent MVP nasty, nasty vent, vent does seem like it It does seem like uh, using it as part of a combo attack is incredibly OP and I'm, I'm interested to see if any of the other riders actually have a nasty vent or if it's just Ren <laughs> and part of Darkwing's thing because I don't know, because I think Shinji is the only one that has a shield vent. I'm um, not sure. So far. I don't recall. I think there are others. There's definitely other cards. There, there's a lot. A lot of cards. I can um, tell you, there's a lot. <laughs> duh, so it looks like Dragender, or Dragender is going Drag to consume Raider. the monster. Dragon, Dragon Rider. The Dragon. dragon. The Dragon. Dragon is going to try and attempt to consume the monster soul, but Ren throws his lance, which kind of surprises the dragon long enough that Darkwing can just come in and eat it. And Shinji seems like he's annoyed. He's like, well, I guess I already got one, so, you know, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, he did get the last one from the previous episode. Kill-stealing bitch. Also that, but... Uh, they all make their way back to the coffee shop before Ren decides, like, no, I gotta go do something, so I gotta, I gotta leave. But before he leaves, Shindy is like, hey, can you, like, try to not make any more enemies just by driving around? That would be great. I'm kind of tired of getting beaten up. Be less obnoxious, please. And Ren's like, stop saying things my girlfriend said. <laughs> But he said it with his eyes. Man. Yes. He's making it very easy to sh- ship them. A little bit, yeah. But Ren is going to visit Ari in the hospital, and we see that she's just being kept in a comatose state before he hears the mirror noise and notices Darkwing in the mirror and smashes it. I and I it everything I've seen implies so far that Darkwing was the one that caused Ari's current state. Well, I think it was I think it was like the VR sunglasses she had on. Something was happened. 
it seems like it would be more thematically appropriate if it's Darkwing, because it's like that. It then it's like Ren's dark side, because like also he could have gotten there earlier to help her, and then it wouldn't. I have mean, happened. I get it, but she had on she's these doofy cyberpunk sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, there's also like I have the theory that if we're going by the idea that Darkwing was the one that caused it, um. This final scene to me implied that Darkwing is like yeah he follows around Ren but usually he he doesn't really show up all that much and I got the impression that it was he is go, Darkwing is going after Eri and the only reason he's not able that Darkwing is not able to actually get at her is because he's contracted to Ren. Because I remember really early in the episodes, they were talking about um, the dragon going after Shinji. And it's like, well, once he gets your scent, he's not going to, they're not, it's not going to stop going after you until you're dead or you contract yeah, that's true. Yeah, they did so bring I, that up early on, yeah. But we'll see. Anyway, these were good. I like them. Ryuki's a good show. Yeah, yeah some good drama, backstory stuff. Continues cool. to be a good show. I am amazed and, well, not amazed, but I'm kind of surprised <laughs> that, like, even the episodes that Inoue has done have been good, and it's like, what the fuck happened to you to cause Time. you to deteriorate to Kiva? I mean, Time. They, it could have easily just been, like, a scheduling thing, you know? Like, maybe they didn't have time to develop that show or think through what they wanted it to be. Maybe. I don't know. Anywho. We'll see how the rest of Ryuki goes. And until then, we're just going to be a podcast on the internet at journeythroughthedocacast.com where there's all the links to all the aggregators and some Twitters. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I thumbs up. And uh, uh, next time we'll be back with Common Rider. Some sort of it. Be an exciting time of more Common Rider. Is it? Is it going to be Amazon's? It, it maybe will be Amazon's. Probably should be Amazon's. I think. I think we need to watch like the last two at the same time because they kind of go together. Of the first season. Yeah. Of Amazon's. Anyway, um, until next time, we're just a passing through podcast. Remember that. <laughs> Bye. Make sure to vote. Come and ride yourself to the polls. <laughs> Don't or, your... or vote early Don't or, or vote by mail. Unless you're like a centaur person, I guess. So are centaurs eternally riding themselves? Yeah. Huh. All right, we're ending this now. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm clicking stop. <laughs>